The content of this podcast should not be considered financial or investment advice. All interviews and discussions are opinions only, and the podcast has been created without taking into consideration the listener's financial objectives, financial situation, or needs. Listeners should obtain independent advice before making any financial decisions. G'day and welcome to this Stockhead podcast. I'm your host, Peter Strachan. Today, we are revisiting Metgasco's projects in the Cooper Aramanga Basin and the Perth Basins and following up on its recent capital raising after making a significant gas discovery at the Vale prospect in the Cooper Basin. To assist us with this update on Metgasco, we are delighted again to welcome Ken Aitken, who's the company's Chief Executive Officer. Welcome, Ken. Yeah, thanks, Peter. It's good to be back and I'm really pleased to have some good news to update you with. So, Ken, since, since we spoke uh, earlier in the year, the company has migrated its office to Perth, which is probably a very good thing given what's going on with the pandemic. But mm. let's begin with what I would classify as the most exciting and significant news about the company, and that's uh, its discovery in the Cooper Aramanga Basin. Can you tell us about the Vale gas discovery and the work to stimulate and flow test that well? Sure. It was back, uh, we, we spud the well back in December last year, not long after I did the last post podcast. Uh, and we, we, can, we, we finished drilling, went through the reservoir in about the middle of January 2020. Uh, and we discovered a gross 312 metre column of gas. And that turned out to be 80 metres net within the uh, Pachawara. Uh, Pyramid information uh, and and uh, the porosities ranged um, that from about six percent up to about ten or eleven percent. Uh, at that time, we uh, we managed to get a good uh, a, a good uh, resource booking of thirty seven point seven BCF gross. Uh, that's about nine point four BCF net to Metgasco at twenty five percent ownership. Okay, so that's a good bit of gas to have like just over 12 billion cubic feet to your mm. account. Uh, what plans does the company now see for potential Vale field development, including you know future drilling on the on the prospect? Yeah, so we after we drilled the well in, in January, we followed it up with a, a stimulation uh, te- a stimulation and test program uh, that was in the months of July and August. Uh, and we um, we did six uh, six fracture stimulations um, in in the uh, the Pachawara, uh, and we tested uh, after the successful uh, fracture stimulations. We tested the well um, at a stable rate of about four point three million static cubic feet a day. At stabilised on a thirty six sixty four inch choke through the separate, at quite a healthy wellhead pressure of uh, about nine hundred and fifty psi. Uh, so we reckon that we, um, on production, because that was tested through the, the, the casing, we actually hadn't run the completion yet. We, we uh, the joint venture believe, uh, based on sort of modelling, that when we put the two and three eighths completion in, which will occur in uh, October, end of the second half of this month, we'll be able to get five million standard cubic feet a day out of the well. So what that's done is it's really good news because what it's done is opened up um, the area around. There's lots of we've got 3D over quite a, lo- a large area of the ATP 2021 uh, license, uh, and there's a couple of other follow-up locations. So the next step for the joint venture is to 
uh, is to go through a sort of financial investment decision, if you want, in the project. Uh, we've already started the pre-engineering for the pipeline. Our plan is to, to tie the pipeline into Santos's Beckler Field, which is about 12 kilometers to uh, roughly southwest of uh, where Valley is situated. That's in the South Australia government jurisdiction. Uh, so we're doing the pipeline engineering. We're also um, working with the reserve auditor uh, to get their, our, our contingent resources moved through to, to reserves. Uh, and we reckon that the, uh, the size of this field would give us a 20-year field life. Uh, and we're planning uh, a number of other wells. Now, uh, Vintage, who the operator uh, a month ago, uh, put an announcement which was copied to our our platform um, that's saying that uh, there's going to be up to two wells drilled before the end of the, this financial year. Uh, and also the Odin well, which is a commitment farming well, which uh, I mentioned in the last podcast. So it could be up to three wells, um, both to develop Valley and also add to the uh, the the, the um, reserves that we uh, that we we'll hopefully have booked shortly. Yeah, and that, so Odin's a standalone prospect, but it's mm. in the same region. Would these wells that Vintage is planning would they just be vertical wells, or are they looking at, at horizontal completions in the structure? No, we're looking at vertical wells. The it's, it's quite a long interval, uh, and the majority that we we did run a production log during. Uh, the the flow test uh, because we just we didn't have a, a number of packers in the, the well we had just had a packer above all of the zones and all of the zones are contributing some more than others so but it really does help us to get the uh, to get the, the maximum amount of reserves uh, converted from contingent resource so it's vertical wells um, uh, that, that are being planned uh, and casing complete um, drill casing complete about five million dollars. Yeah, which so it's is cheaper, which is, much cheaper to drill uh, the vertical wells than the horizontal. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so the vertical wells for development, the patchouar is the way to go. the The first valley appraisal well or development well, if you want to call it that, is uh, going to target uh, the Tulachi. The Tulachi is the other main reservoir, gas bearing reservoir. We we found some of that in the um, in Valley One. But uh, it, 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 it wasn't fully developed and we were not 100% sure if it was hydrocarbon or water wet. So we're, we're going up dip, up dip on the, uh, to, to find an upstructure Tulachi. So we'll have a Tulachi and Pachawara. The Pachawara, we're pretty sure, is there and, and the Tulachi will be some upside to the reserve. So it's, the first well is going to be really interesting where we, where we target a new plane. Is this standard uh, Cooper Basin gas target with sort of dry gas with maybe 12 or 14% carbon dioxide? Is that the, the, the that's, that's right, yeah. It's, it's a little bit more CO2. We, we've got, it's about sort of 18, 19. Um, but the, uh, yeah, it's, it's standard, uh, it's standard um, Cooper Basin uh, yeah. production, gas production. And, that, and that'll, gas. Be, that'll be toll processed by Santos. That, that's right. We've uh, we, we've approached them. In fact, when I was farming out, we owned eighteen months ago. Uh, Make gas owned one hundred percent of this, and we did farm it down to both vintage fifty percent and operator to vintage, and then twenty five percent to Bridgeport, and that gave us a free well. So we didn't pay yeah. any cost for that that discovery well. So we've only started um, contributing to the costs at the point of um, the the fracking, the fracture stimulation and testing. Yeah. 
So the the actual geology, the technical results you've got from Vale, does that um, support the drilling of Odin or is, is Odin still an unknown quantity? Well, Odin's very much a, a lookalike. Uh, if you look at it on the seismic, Odin's a lookalike of, of Vale. It's uh, it's very close to uh, Odin's. It, it, we're going What we did with Odin is we we recognised Odin as a is potentially the first well before Valley, but part of the structure went into South Australia into into Senex's license. So we targeted Valley as the first well of of the um, uh, of, of the joint yeah. venture, and then then we did a deal with Senex late last year where we own some of it. So I think Senex kept about 12.5%, something like that, and we okay. basically have a slightly lower percentage of, of that. So it made sense for us to get that deal done, have some ownership rather than have a problem across across yeah. a, a lease line from one one uh, state to the next. Yeah, you don't want to give Senex a free kick in any yeah. case. <laughs> so right. yeah. so um, if all goes well, uh, that field will be producing 10 to 15 million cubic feet of gas once you've got it fully developed. That's right. We, we're putting, we're looking at the pipeline size right now. We're, we're sort of certainly between 10 and 15, about 12 or 13, yeah. the size of pipeline we're looking at. Uh, and the back pressure. So we, you know, we think this is uh, 20 years, and that's just on the 37 BCF. But what one of the things, Peter, I, I want to emphasise is that they, we fracked nine to 10 percent um, porosity of rock and got good gas flows. So, so the whole area around, it's, for me, it's a bit like a jewellery box. We've we've found a diamond in the valley structure, but there's numbers of other structures, and there'll be other other diamonds and pearls and everything else that goes with it. So, for for me, this is the, the this will be a foundation. We'll get a foundation gas customer. That's obviously very important, yeah. and then we'll uh, you know then we'll start adding the the, the um, Odin structure, Kinta, which was a well at. Uh, was the only well drilled in the ATP 2021 license. That that was a discovery. It found 9% porosity rock, and it just wasn't fracked. Uh, the tools melted at high temperature, and, and it was a bit of a kerfuffle, unfortunately, for Santos. Yeah. But their, their, their problem is our gain because, uh, you know, you, you twin that well right now, you could frack it and get gas production out of it. So, uh, so we, we're in a really good position here to build on this valley Discovery and, and, and compared to I guess some of the basins such as here in the, the the prolific Perth basin, these reserves might seem a little bit smaller than some of the other companies. However, we're going to add uh, incrementally thirty, forties, and tens and fifteens to that um, to that reserve base, and, and we could have quite a significant field. Yeah, and you can get it to market easily. So that's I think the thing about it is I guess the the porosity whilst the porosities mightn't be huge, mm. the uh, uh, the does the permeability change very much in these fields across them, or do you expect it to be pretty much the same? It's it, you know it's easy to say no, but you know we 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 look what we do is look at the seismic and look at the configuration of it and see how repeatable it is across across the size of the valley structure. Uh, there can be changes, and and we we in fact I should take my hat off to our, our fracture stimulation experts. Griffin, they did a, a very good engine, a very good job on designing and fracking and changing things in the field that really make a difference when you get productivity results like we got, which was really top drawer for this area. Yeah, no, uh, so you, you've got to get you've got to get the right people, and yeah, it can be variable, but we're confident that um, as we move away from this valley discovery within the structure, we'll not only find repeatable 
results in the Pachuara, but we'll find Talachi that that may be conventional, you know, so it could be frackable, it could be conventional as well. So yeah. lots to look forward to. So a busy uh, 2021 uh, developing Vale and also mm. having a having a look at Odin. For sure. Yeah, no, we, we, we want in the next four or five weeks where you know, we're, we're hopefully going to get our reserves uh, study complete. We'll uh, be, we're talking in, and uh, talking to a number of gas customers in the market. Uh, one, of course, of, include will, would be Santos. Uh, so, but there's a numbers that, that we're looking at. And the gas price, uh, although it's not where it was in Eastern States 12 months ago, it's still very good. Uh, yeah. And therefore, uh, smaller volumes uh, become quite profitable close to an existing infrastructure. Yeah, we take a long-term view. I don't think uh, the sort of 4 and $5 a gigajoule is going to stand for too long. Well, we're, we're very confident we'll get something above that. But it, yeah. everybody wants to get a, a good, solid foundation contract um, with you know an aggregator or one of the bigger customers that, that has some flexibility so you can quickly add to the your, your, your gas uh, contract uh, so that's what we're looking for we're um, we're out there and uh, we've got a, an excellent uh, gas marketer in the job this um, is which is pretty important oh good okay so can can we turn now to what is your now home base of Perth and the Perth basin uh, what's the current plans around drilling of the Cervantes oil prospect up in the North Perth Basin? Yeah, when I last talked to you back in December last year, we the well was planned for, uh, I think, spudding either this month or last month, September, October this year. Um, we we uh, What we did is we, we spent a lot of time on the environmental planning side and, and I've got Aztec well construction contracted to do my, my drilling planning. Uh, so then Aztec had done, uh, has done really good work with Bahara Springs Deep and, and Xanadu for, for Norwest in the last few years. Uh, so it's one of the challenges of, of drilling Cervantes is that we're inside a nature reserve. Uh, so what we did is we decided to go straight to the EPA rather than go to Demers and ask for approval. Because we're in that nature reserve, uh, I had some experience from 10, 12 years ago with the origin of, of drilling a well. Um, very close to the coast and and uh, dealing with the EPA. So we've gone to the EPA, and what they've asked for, we we did we what we did is some sort of botany surveys from previous uh, previous uh, years ago, but they asked for a, a more up to date uh, spring spring calendar uh, year survey. So in September we uh, we completed that. So that slightly delayed us um, into next year. So we're we're going to be drilling uh, subject to. Uh, the um, contracting of a rig around about March, April next year. So not disappointing a little bit, but however, what we were keen to do is minimise the environmental footprint. And what we've done there is we're actually going to drill a, a one kilometre deviated well. Uh, we're staying very close to the, the railway line up there within the nature reserve. And we're making sure that we that we use existing tracks uh, from the back end of the Cervantes plant. And just thinking of the environmental side as well to minimise that environmental footprint to help yeah. that approval to go through. So we're we're confident that uh, we'll get um, environmental approvals and HSE approvals through uh, by year end, uh, and then that will allow us to to, to drill um, in the first end of first quarter next year. So can you remind the listener about the size of the prize there and how deep that well is going to be? <laughs> Yeah, so it's a twenty-six hundred meter well. So the, for instance, the current rig that's that's drilling um, 
that's drilling the West Aragala three well uh, is it, it, it's drilling to five thousand meters. So we're looking at different rigs. Uh, we're looking at shallow rigs as, as well as active rigs in the basin. So it's twenty six hundred meters, um, a long hole because we're drilling a little bit deviated. It doesn't go much much above about thirty odd degrees. Um, uh, so we, you know, so the we can drill with a, a much smaller capability rig than, than the ones that are active. What we're doing is targeting uh, the the Dongra and the High Cliff. The Dongra produced five million barrels in the nearby Jingamaya field, and it also produced seven million barrels in Hovia. So if you look at a map of where we're drilling, we're we're really in the um, uh, we're in, really in a, a sort of a line all the way out to Cliffhead. Now Cliffhead produces from Urban River Cold Measures. Uh, and, and it also produces from the high cliff. So what we're trying to do here is unlock the same reservoir that um, Bahara Springs Deep and, and Strike at West Aragala. They've unlocked gas discovery in the high cliff in Kingia, and we're looking at exactly the same, the Kingia and high cliff. It's pushed upwards because we're in a, You're up a, a horse block. We're up in a horse block very close to the yeah. coast. And it size-wise, it's, it's, it's one of the biggest undrilled uh, reservoirs in the Perth Basin. We think the oil has been a bit forgotten. There's been a second wave of gas discoveries. Now, we we want to be at the forefront of the second wave of oil discoveries in the Perth Basin. And if 50 million barrels is huge. And when, when the oil price, remember, it went negative a few months ago back in the US. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, there was some questions, well, is it still worth drilling? This, this well is... Was robust. It was down at about thirty dollars a barrel because the size of it and very being very close to a, a production facility where we've already got a tariff already. So your your target of fifty million barrels a day is, is that a mean estimate or P fifty or how? No, that's that's a recoverable P fifty one five okay. fifteen. Uh, right. You know, an actual risk who did an independent. Uh, analysis of, of uh, the, the recoverable reserve, they came up with 17 million. And just, just out of interest, uh, RCMA, who, who we farmed into, Vintage and ourselves farmed into this, this particularly exciting uh, exploration prospect, they recently relaunched their, um, their farm out of all of the other areas in L14, and they came up with 49 million barrels recoverable. So, so there's a wide range there. I, I'm comfortable with the 15 because you can make a lot of money at 5 million barrels. Yeah. I did so at Jingamaya. 15, so 15, 15, 1, 5, not yeah. 50. Yeah, okay. Not 5, 0, maybe. Yeah, 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 1, 5, yeah. One so five. is the, the funding's in place for this uh, project? Yeah, so we we, uh, we own some buyer-in shares. Uh, and uh, what we've um, – so we've got 40 million of buyer-in shares. Now, their price – um, back in uh, back in sort of May June July at the height of the cents. pandemic, it was uh, it's it's been up at thirty and it's been down at ten or twelve. Uh, currently, it sits about nineteen cents. So so it's we, so we have about seven uh, seven point four million currently at, at the nineteen cents. Now some of that is earmarked to go back to shareholders, and the decision of that will be taken. Uh, uh, within the next few few months, um, in the run up to the AGM, shareholders would have to approve that. So we've got a commitment to shareholders that we're going to return about twenty million of these shares, about half of them. Um, but we've been watching that, depending on where the share price is and, and what our commitments uh, are uh, on cost. So on on the funding side, back in July we did a capital raising, and we did that 
for precisely these reasons, Peter. We want to make sure that, I mentioned we got a free kick on the drilling of Valley, but we knew there was a, a fracking program, a testing program, and a completion program coming up. So we put a, a placement uh, to high net worth investors. We raised 1.38 million at uh, 2.5 cents, which was a 24% discount at the time. And we also went out with uh, an SPP, uh, and that uh, finished in early September. It was oversubscribed, and uh, we, we we got 3.75 million uh, applied for, but we we scaled it back to 2.6 million. So in total, we raised uh, about 4 million. So between, and that was for the development, uh, that was for the pipeline on Valley, the completion in the pipeline, uh, and was also to progress uh, progress Cervantes. So has the makeup of the company share registry changed much with these uh, placements and SPPs? And what are the implications for the for ownership in the future? When we did, you know, as, you, as you'll know, when you do an SPP, it means that everybody has the chance. Uh, there's a, a capped amount that you can apply for. Uh, and so some of our bigger shareholders went into the placement. So the, the current shareholding of our biggest two shareholders, uh, Milbana, is now 20% and, and prior to the, uh, the, yes, the the placement and raising, I think it was closer to 27, 28%. Uh, Keybridge uh, in now in its two sort of entities is, is around 14%. So so we, we brought new shareholders into the stock and there was a big, um, you know, a big demand. Uh, lots of people who were, were, were interested in coming in uh, and we got, you know, so it was really encouraging for, you know, for the company to see that our strategy of focusing in on the two best onshore basins in the country, I believe, the, the yeah. Perth and the Cooper. There's a lot of, there's a lot of real interest out there for investors to come in. Yeah, no, you, as you said, it was over, over, well supported, the SPP. Mm. Mm. Uh, just trying to get my head around the concept of giving shareholders back uh, shares in Byron and then the next week, going back to them and raising more money to uh, do the ongoing development of these other projects? Well, I think what it does is, you know, it, it, we want to be a little bit different and there's not many companies hand back money to shareholders and, and Metgasco have done this in the past when they got the the, uh, the the sort of money from the New South Wales coal seam gas uh, development, uh, Northern Rivers, which... Uh, from the New South Wales government. Yeah, yeah. so that some of that money was handed back to shareholders as well. So we like to be a little bit different. And what it does is it rewards shareholders for sticking with us. Um, yeah. It's uh, and then and, and also allows some new shareholders to come in if the if those that, that get the buyer in shares don't want to invest it, I'd be disappointed if they didn't, but if they didn't, they've got a choice. Um, yeah. yeah. So it's yeah, I accept it's it's not typical of small cap companies, but we we like to be a, a little bit different and um, handing some money back to shareholders isn't isn't a bad thing from Well Ken, thanks for coming in. I think that's an interesting story. We're gonna see uh, some more work um, next year in the Perth Basin, and then you're you're gearing up to do the field development. We'll see what vintage the operator comes up with there, and that's uh, so really in a space of eighteen months or so, you could well be, you know, banking a check every month from the gas flow. That's right. Uh, to, to 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 pivot to being a producer uh, is is very pleasing for me, and I've been in the role just over two years now. And I've always pretty much worked in production companies. So it was always, what's the fastest route 
to production because it can pay the bills, it can allow you to do further deals. And we are actively looking at different other things as well. Well, you know, it's been difficult this year. I won't say we've spent that much time on it, but we want to grow. And um, yeah, this is, this is very pleasing to be able to move into the, to be a producer, a small cap producer. There's not too many of them. And right. uh, we want to join the list. Right, Ken, we'll, uh, we'll look forward to having you in early in the new year. So thanks for coming in. No worries. Thanks a lot, Peter. Thanks for your time.